welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by my co-host, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? You know, it's good to be not monking, back to psyching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Yes, we took a brief detour to talk Mr. Monk's last case. Be sure to check that out. Um, and yeah, you know, it's a, it's the odd time of the year where it's the holiday season. We're so like, we're coming back for one episode, but... This is going to be the last episode of the year, I think, because uh, I'm flying out on Thursday night. So I was going to ask, really, okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm good. As I, I, I'm going to bring my microphone and my laptop down back home to Florida, but like, that's right, because I do the Marvel pod, that's right, I like to call the Kevin Feige dies contingency. Because like, if Kevin Feige dies, we got to do a pod no matter what. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's just in case. Um, anyway, uh, so, but I, I don't think we're going to be recording because uh, I'm going to be spending time with my family. And what have you. Although, ironically, we probably, if I said, hey, I got to throw an episode of Psych, they'd be thrilled. <laughs> anyway, though, we're talking about uh, season four, episode 14, Think Tank. Um, you know, uh, and yeah, you know, it's a classic episode. And by that, I mean, it's just a fine episode. I don't really have a strong I was just going to say this is going to be a real short episode. <laughs> yeah, this episode is like, I, I just have like, this is one of my, it's something like, Nothing. There's nothing ba- bad enough about it that it inspires any negative feeling for me. But it is truly like, you know, it's like when you have see like um, in the annals of Psych, especially now they're on season four. I think season four, like season six, are so good. It's like when you see um, the nineteen twenty six Yankees lineup, and there's like the two guys who are batting like two twenty. It's like, I mean, like the professional baseball players. What do you want from me? But they're also like, you know, they're not Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah, you can't hit out of the park every 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 no. week, so I get it. Yeah, but we start off with Sean doing a book report, and he is uh he didn't actually read the book. He just read the first chapter and the flap and guessed the ending. Now, what book is he reading? Uh Charlotte's Web, which I have not read, but I know that it has a very sad ending. So, uh, yeah, I think he's wrong in his assessment of how that's yes. gonna work out. He's he predicts that it will end with Wilbur winning the pig ribbon, and and Charlotte and him will live happily ever after. Um, no, Charlotte, uh, rest in peace to Charlotte. Um, Charlotte's a spider, right? Yes. And I, I need to make a confession. I thought that E.B. White was a woman until I was like 17. And I don't know why. I think, I, you know, I think, I think it just like, and this is um, my biases. I'm like a cute children's story about a pig and a spider. My childish misogynistic ass thought that was a woman. And I got to apologize to E.B. White, um, who was a prolific author. Um, so sorry, E.B. I don't know. I didn't know E.B. White. I don't know shit about Charles Webb, honestly. Well, E.B. Because E.B. White actually also like the the reason I found who he was because he and this guy first got his first name is Strunk made the Strunk and White style guide, which is like the one of the most foundational like texts of how to of grammar and like it's the equivalent of Mir- of Merriam Webster dictionary, but for grammar and like st- sentence structure. Um, anyway, so uh, we cut to. Uh, Sean solving a case involving a poison pizza. Now, if I had to die, it would be poison pizza. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, poison pizza, or probably in the midst of like coitus. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in my Nelson sleep. Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, in my sleep. Um, like Rose from Titanic. Does she die in her sleep? I'm I forget sure she does. I, think I thought, she does. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Better than to die like Jack from Titanic, I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, 100% selfish bitch. Yeah, uh, and so that's also like, the, that take has officially reached critical mass where it's just not fun anymore. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, like, it's still true. No, it is still true, but it's now like, okay, we get it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'll say this, once it got to Jim Cameron, who is a man who I don't think should be asked any questions except about Pandora and deep sea diving, I'm like, okay, this is critical mass. This man doesn't need to know about internet squabbles. He's beyond that. Um, anyway. Internet uh, squabbles. I love the word and so, squabble. It's a great word. And so Sean is accusing a guy. He mentions that he's going to make a calzone. Um, what's your opinion on calzones? Because I know they're divisive. Uh, I like calzones. They're fine. It's not like my first, my second, or my third no. choice. But, you know, yeah, I'll have a calzone. I remember when up. I could still eat gluten uh, and I lived in Jersey City. When I would sometimes, when I was working like random temp jobs and I'd get home late if it was doing something that ran to like eight at night. Mm-hmm. There was a pizza place called Renato's Pizza Masters, which you, if you're in the Heights neighborhood of Jersey City, is one of my favorite pizzas, like top five pizzas I've ever had. And it would be the place we'd always go. And if it was just me getting food because my brothers already eaten because I was living with my brothers at the time, I'm like, I don't feel like just get, I'm a little too hungry just to get like a slice of pizza. And so I would get, they sold calzones that like, they would serve them in a, in a, you got to go, it was a big a brown tin. paper bag. No, big brown paper bag. Uh, with one plate wrapped in tin foil, it was a tiny plate, and the calzone was this big on one paper plate, and it was just like, oh man, that's that's good eating. And then I would, you know, shit my brains out because that's a horrible. Even if you don't have celiac disease, it's a bad thing to eat. Anyway, Sean is making a mistake, and Henry points it out. Uh, yeah, he's making a mistake. Uh, oh, he's drawing conclusions. Um, which you know, uh, what's the old adage? adage adage um if you assume you make an ass out of you and me mm-hmm. essentially uh mm-hmm. and yeah so again we find out that oh sorry this is like the previous the pizza uh, the, the, yeah i'm talking the, about the, the pizza the, with the, the present yeah. now the present mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah the guy who he says is the guy who's responsible behind the poisoning he has a you know one of those medical bracelets that says he's allergic to mm-hmm. I guess specifically peanuts. So yeah. the poison was specifically made with peanut oil or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But so, like, you would be specifically allergic to peanuts because peanuts are not actually nuts. So if you're allergic to peanuts, you 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 can be both. But if being allergic to peanuts does not mean you're allergic to other nuts because it's they're a different food group. Yeah, I know. But like, how the fuck would like Henry have seen? Like, do they have like a picture of like a peanut? I think the they. I think there are like universal symbols. Yes. Um, I think there are allergy symbols. Yeah, because peanut allergy is like the most com- one of the most common allergies. Yeah, it's fine. Why would you assume that that's what he's allergic to? I assume because the the, the, the allergy thing would have to say what he's allergic to because what would be the point of having an allergy thing if it doesn't say what he's yeah, allergic to? Yeah, how did he read that, though? Did he like, take know. him aside okay, and ask he has him? great insight. I guess that's what we're saying. I, that's I, what I I'm fucking were, saying. I thought you were saying that it wouldn't have that. I was like, it would be no use no, to say he's no, no. allergic to something. Yeah. For him to be allergic to something, yeah, obviously, but how would you know that that was yeah. what it was? Anyways. Yeah, if he would have even like dealt with any peanuts in any way, his hands would have been like a fucking catcher's glove or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so clearly, you know, Sean has been humbled in some way, and he p- pivots to the owner of the restaurant. And sure enough, he is guilty, and he was about to turn in his own nephew. So mm-hmm. kind of fucked up. Yeah. And so they leave the restaurant, and Henry is kind of, you know, mad about like uh, – he, that Gus gets there and Sean is telling him like, yeah, you know, I just nailed the guy and Henry's questioning that. And, uh, you know, Sean Spacey saying he never makes stuff up. And, uh, Gus points out that he's the guy who wrote a term paper on president Mitchell. <laughs> oh, uh, right. From Dave, from Dave, one of the greatest pieces of American cinema ever created. Um, never seen it. Oh, you, it might be the rare movie that I love and you hate. Cause it is like 
so sincere. It's it's like it's at like the last moment where you could be sincere about politics, but it's really just a movie where Kevin Klein's just like a nice guy, and it's like if we all just try our best, can we make America a great place? It's like you know what, Kevin Klein, I'll believe you for this two hours. Um, anyway, great Ving Rhames sure. performance. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, we learn basically that Sean Love is in a slump. That he that he keeps going to Henry for help because he's not doing great. Uh, yeah, he um is not doing great. Uh, sorry, who's not doing great? Sean, he's in a slump. Oh yeah, he's in a slump, and you know he really needs this particular case to work out. So he appreciates his uh you know discretion about how much help he's getting. Um, but they get interrupted by uh a man named Walter Snowden. No relation to Edward. No. Um, and he's Edward you know, was just a random fucking tech at this point. Right. Um, and so he knows Sean and right when Sean's about to introduce. What about no Sean guys... Moreno? Sorry. Huh? Sorry. I said, what about oh, no, no Sean, Sean Moreno? Yeah. Um, I, every time I think of him, I just think of that incredibly long tear. You know, it's actually, he has like a, he has a disorder with a his tear ducts. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. it. Um, um, so right before Sean's about to introduce Gus as, Another nickname, probably. Uh, Snowden already knows him as Gee Buttersnaps, Lavender Gooms, or possibly Clementine Woolly Socks. Was Clementine Woolly Socks an actual one? I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't think it was either. Okay. I do love that Gus. I do love that Gus says Gee Buttersnaps was set on a secure military base. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So you know, he he basically mentions that he's been following Sean's work for a while and is like kind of impressed by you know the portfolio he's amassed mm-hmm. and he uh you know he offers sh- not just sean but he offers them both a job uh at a private security firm that he works for mm-hmm. um and he's currently his client is someone who's very important and it'd be a two-week operation for eighty five hundred dollars a day mm-hmm. sign me up yeah that's a great job are you kidding thank me thank you very much yeah that's uh yeah. what well, student loans i mean you know you could probably ask me to punch a baby in the face for eighty five hundred dollars <sighs> That's a good question. Every day. I do that. How many days are we talking? Like a week. And am I going to be in legal trouble? That's the thing too. Like I, even a hundred thousand dollars is not worth going to jail for assault like that because that would just ruin their smile. Correct. Life, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how but how how young of a baby are we talking to? Like a year and a half. A year and a half. That actually makes it. That's a lot better, honestly, because the bones have settled a little bit. It would have to be a lot. It would have to be a lot of money, though. We're getting locked up. Yeah. The thing is, it would be a lot of. It actually would definitely have to. It would probably have to be in the millions because I'm like, I need to make sure this baby has therapy and I do medical care, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know. Uh, anyway, so he's a think tank that is a hand-picked assembly of experts for Mr. the billionaire Mr. Ashton Bonaventure, um, who apparently has great hair, we learned from Sean. And um, their job is to prevent an assassination because there apparently had been a threat against him uh, during his speech in Santa Barbara. Um, and... Yeah, it's a big job. Someone's got. They have to just, just. They have to make sure they have to use their different prowesses, psychic prowesses, fucking military prowesses, to put their heads together and find a way to prevent the assassination. Yeah. So you know, think tank is required. Not just the name of a Blur album, but they hmm. go over. I didn't know that was to... the name of a Blur album. I think it is, or it's a. Song. I'm sure it is. I, I, I'm not. I've never a Blur guy. Not. I just have no real relationship to Blur beyond, you know, uh, 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 Song 2. Song and, number 2? Uh, yeah. 
yeah, well, that album is actually really chill. I think you'd actually like it. Anyway. I'm sure I would. I'm just, I'm just bad about being curious about music. As we mentioned before, I saw 84 movies this year. I don't have a lot of time to be listening to music. That's a joke. I have plenty of time to listen to music. Yeah, you do. Um, so they go over to the Think Tank, and, um, you know, it looks pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they um, Snowden on the way down to the actual, you know, room mm-hmm. where they're conduct their business ask if they have like any more specific demands and obviously sean's asking for crazy shit don't ask me what it is i already know what i have the three a trampoline big league chew but a trampoline big league chew and an nba all-star air horn yeah um and my god that shit is so loud like i don't know if they like just programmed it like specifically to like be super Mm -hmm. loud but it Mm -hmm. it, like it threw me off um and so yeah, you know, that's basically all that they can get away with in the time that they have allotted. So the work basically begins on the other side of the secure door. Mm-hmm. They go into the door. And uh, first thing we notice, there's a lot of Skittles. Um, there's mm-hmm. Miguel Ferrer and two Rest other. Uh, yeah, RIP, the goat, Albert mm-hmm. Rosenfeld. I mean, I think of them uh, as uh, what's Albert Rosenfeld from again? Uh, Twin Peaks. You think of Robocop? Oh, uh, yeah. He's great Robocop. Does he the one that gets like exploded on the car? Uh, no, he gets shot in the dick, right? No, yeah, he gets shot in the dick because he's having a cocaine party. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, You know, I need to watch Robocop again. I can't it's a, believe it I is a nuts. Young. It is like such a nuts movie because like and the things that are nuts about it have nothing to do with the cop being a robot. It's all just the, it's like back in the 80s when people are like criminals are not just like desperate people they are insane and they will fucking shoot people with a shotgun for no reason <laughs> um i miss that i, I miss some criminals were just like they see someone on the street and there's like ah now it's all like i need money to pay for my son's surgery get the hell out of here bring back kurtwood smith yeah. being crazy i'm gonna watch on these like days off during the holidays i'm definitely robocop's gonna be one of them oh it's a great movie and um, i honestly yeah. might count that as a new watch it's because i watched it when i was like six years old yeah, I mean, I I didn't see it until I was an adult because you know I just didn't. But yeah, it's a it is a crazy movie. Um, and yeah, anyway, but Miguel Ferrer is playing Fred Collins' boy, a former Secret Service agent. Um, he was chosen by Reagan, and Sean says Reagan was the one after Mitchell. And this is where they get to specific with the Dave references that Gus says that President Mitchell wasn't real, and. Sean says he was played by Dave, who looked like him. Basically, the idea of Dave is that Dave is uh, a lookalike for the president who fills in for him in like a brief moment. And during that brief moment, the president is hooking up with his mistress and has a heart attack and goes in a coma. And the chief of staff is like, let's keep this Dave Bozo in the White House and then use him as a puppet to run the government. Um, So, yeah, Kevin Klein. Also, let's hope he wasn't in charge of the security when Reagan got shot. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um exactly was that uh, hinkley his... uh hinkley yes john hinkley jr who i believe you now can like order stuff online from because he's out he writes songs a lot and he's on twitter um that's insane to me that he got out for trying to kill a president i mean he technically uh, technically speaking attempted murder like how long is it supposed to be in for i mean i know but I like a... because it was the president i oh, i understand that also like he if anyone ever uh, was not guilty by reason of insanity. I think, you know, he's <laughs> definitely not exactly... But that was a Jodie Foster one, right? Yeah, he wasn't a well-balanced guy. Um, but no, I, I, he's also, I think, still on, like, house arrest. Like, it's not like he's out and about, but I think he's uh, he's still, like, monitored. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Uh, but anyway, so then we meet Svetlana, who's an independent contractor. Well, I love the independent contractor means hitman, right? And then we have Alan yeah. Zenick, who is a crime statistician who graduated from Harvard. And I this joke MIT. is such a deep what? MIT. Oh, MIT. And this is such a deep joke that Sean says, didn't Winnie from The Wonder Years also do that? Which is a joke that only, like, my dumbass would get because the actress who played Winnie in The Wonder Years, Danica McKellar, did, I think, go to MIT to get a master's in, like, mathematics. So I'm glad that my dumb brain... She came back recently, right? Or did she, they do yeah, well, yeah, Wonder she, Years, like, Redux? Yes, but she also she started acting again, like, a decade ago. I mean, she did some stuff. She had a, a, a stint on The West Wing as a character named Elsie Snuffin, which she's of not an important she character. She's not an important uh -huh. character, but as you can imagine, Elsie Snuffin is the type of name that you don't forget. Um, and yeah, and then she she does a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies now, which that's got to be good money. I mean, wow. You'll take what you can get. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, they uh, We learned that this Astro Bonaventure character turned Wall Street upside down. A lot of people lost jobs. People hate him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, correct. Uh, so there's a ton of people who would want to take this guy out. In other words, mm -hmm. um, you know, he's a, like you said, tech guy. Um, and so, yeah, they ask why he's there in Santa Barbara. Uh, I'm sorry if you, I don't think I'm stepping. No, I didn't. Right. You didn't say that. Okay. No, yeah, you didn't. He's there. He's there for a board of directors, like, you know, speech address, whatever. And they want to. He wants to roll out a new product. I don't think we ever hear what it actually is. No. Um, and so you know, on top of that, we get like a nice video message from him. Um, it's very grainy. It cuts off a lot. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, um, curious. Very yes. Curious. It's it's very odd. Mm -hmm. About Ashton is played by uh, Chris Sarandon. The mm -hmm. who's most obviously notable for being uh, Susan Sarandon's ex-husband. That wasn't the case in like 1985, but sorry, Bozo, your career did not go that well. So, is what it is. Um, no need to call him a Bozo. I don't know. I, 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 for some reason, I like taking swipes at. It's not good that I feel like if someone's career fell off, I want to take swipes at them. Like I should kick them other down, but I don't know. Um, I still think it's kind of like not crazy, but like interesting that she kept the Sarandon name this whole time. I agree. I very much agree. It's uh, it's it's very strange. I mean, I don't know what her main name was. Maybe it sucks. Uh, it's Cockburn. No, it's not. Um, I know. I'm just kidding. It's Tomlin. Tomlin. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, Cockburn, of course, is Olivia Wilde's maiden name. I know that that's what you're referencing. Um, Correct. Yeah. So what anyway, a fucking, Sean, what a fucking last name. I know. You're and like, also, and also I, don't disrespect the god Chris Sarandon from fucking Fright Night and Chucky. I either. I know, I know. I'm I know, I know. I'm being rude. Um I also I just like saying Bozo. Honestly, that's really a lot of it. That's like ninety percent of it. Um, I also but, forgot that he was a speaking voice for Jack Skellington and he was fucking he was. Prince Humperdinck. Come on. Which I don't know why. Oh my he god, does. and he was he was Pacino's fucking like trans boyfriend in Dog Day Afternoon. Okay, so Chris Sarandon has had a good career. I think it's actually—I think that's actually how it's supposed to be pronounced. By the way, I think it's one of those things where like people just Sarandon. I th I remember hearing someone say that like it's actually supposed to be pronounced that way, like how it's actually Brendan Fraser. Um, gotcha. But at a certain point, I hate sucks to suck, Bozo. I'm sorry. I just got to go back to it. Um, oh my goodness. So what's Sean's big invention that he wants to pitch to uh, Ashton? Uh, it's a comb that. Um, combs your hair while you're sleeping. That's a horrible um, idea. Anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so uh, they're then going over the schematic of the building, and there's some like serious talk from the group about you know 
everyone but Sean about different contingencies, and Sean is basically lost. Yeah, he's he's kind of like over his head for sure. Um, they go over like plans for the building, um, but and, and they did they, they try to like you know amongst themselves try to figure out where the breaches and security would be. But Sean uses like the skills that he does have to notice a ring on Snowden's finger. Mm-hmm. Um, and notates or like, you know, basically says that like, oh, you still miss her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because he never takes his ring off. Is that what the implication was? I, I, yeah, I think so. I forget exactly what it was, but yes. And then also something like that. And then Svetlana has like a new key. She just moved into somewhere new. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recall what he says for the, no, uh, uh, Boyd cuts him off because he doesn't care. He says, okay, gotcha. and Sean describes it as, uh, you know, like psychic acid reflux, which reminds me, I need to take my Paralysis for tonight. So if you don't mind. Yeah, there you go. Uh, correct. So, um, you know, that's when they start to go into, like, actual methods of how somebody would carry out a, an assassination. And Svetlana mentions that she's more of, like, a poison person, not mm-hmm. really... Because Boyd talks about how, you know, there's been plastic explosives uh, in cell phone bombs. Mm-hmm. And she's more into poison. You know, it's very Russian of her. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she says, good night, Charlie, which... I'm not sure if that's like a bad thing. I don't know, but they both want to be sure. Tra- they're both attracted to her. You know, it's, it's a whole, one of those dumb things. Um, also yeah. she says that she likes to do skin contact. Would you ever see that like contraption that, that one, I think like British, the one guy in like Britain was assassinated with, with the, um, poison at the end of an umbrella. You ever see that? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Wild shit. Wild, wild shit. Russians if the Russians want to poison you, they they'll do it. Like that's the thing. <laughs> they'll do it. Trust me. I'm uh, in, I'm in the last season of Homeland right now. I know how this goes. Yeah, you don't want, you never want to give the Russians a reason to poison you because they'll do it. Like, there's nowhere that you're safe. Um, and so, yeah. Um, they also, she also mentions that people, uh, sorry, the math guy mentions that people ignore people in uniform, like delivery personnel. Um, and Svetlana mentions she likes to be feminine and disarming. Uh, and Sean asks, like, a bikini made of whipped cream, which I can only assume he's thinking of uh, Alan Larder Blues. in Varsity Blues. Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, but thing is said, she actually just walks around with a baby, a plastic baby, because she doesn't have a maternal instinct, so. But Ellie Larder took that from, um, Roman Holiday, Audrey oh. uh, Hepburn. Okay, see, I'm not, see, I, I have a bad, uh. Just feel- kidding, that didn't happen. I don't oh, think Audrey Hepburn would ever do that kind I of thing. I didn't think so either, but I'm like, there could have been something where it's like she wore whipped cream somewhere. Like, I don't know, I didn't want to, I also never want to be caught with my pants down in regards to film history, because I'm, you know, bad at it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, to, like, before, like, 1960, I'm pretty bad. I'm, I'm like, better than, like, Joe Schmo on the street, but, like, you know, I haven't seen Roman Holiday, which is a blind spot. Um, I, I, haven't think I've seen, I haven't seen any movie with Audrey Hepburn in it, which is bad, because there are a couple that I probably should have. Same. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they take a 10-minute break, and um, that's the walk. Sean and Gus are walking. Sean notices that uh, Snowden is on a conference call with Ashton, which... What I noticed, because I know the twist of the episode, is that it's clearly just the same clip. I don't know if you picked up on that. I didn't pick it up at the, at the yeah. time. No. I mean, I don't know why you would have, because why would you be expecting? Um, right. But yeah. Uh, Gus basically pulls Sean aside and says, we're making fools of ourselves, you know. And these are the people that could figure out that you're psychic. And, uh, that, and that you need to call your dad. Yeah, you know, he, he might need some help. Uh, but Sean obviously doesn't want to. Um, and he's not going to, uh, so instead they, yeah. So yeah, that's basically how that ends. Um, they go back into the plan and they choose, they start to go into the 
mm-hmm. you know, the specifics of where the speech is going to take place. Mm-hmm. So the, the hotel was chosen because none of the surrounding buildings in the area mm-hmm. are over two stories. So it's not like a death from above, which mm-hmm. Sean speculates that maybe there'll be death from below instead. Mm-hmm. And that's when Boyd makes a wise crack about like the people being like, the groundhogs, the, the murderers. Um, and then Alan starts to run his calculations on uh, what are the percentages of Sean getting fired from the job. So mm-hmm. it's not looking yeah. good for Sean right now. And so they take a break for the day, and uh, Sean and Gus decide they're going to go to Lassie for help because Sean doesn't want to have to admit that he needs his dad. Um, and so as they're at the PlayStation, uh, Vic corner Sean is basically like, why was your dad there at the pizza place? What was going on there? Uh, right, and, uh, yeah, He just says it's because he missed my baseball games. He makes up a lie. Yeah, okay. It's just setting up the last game. It's it's the exact same lie that Sean told previous. Oh, no, this is the one that Sean says. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, okay, okay, gotcha. And so they go up to Lassie and, you know, basically ask if he ever thought of how someone would try to kill Bonaventure. And Lassie gets mad that, you know, he's not on the detail because he's wanted to protect these people. He, when he was a kid, he wrote a letter to Gerald Ford asking to protect him. Um, and so... And to tell him he loved him as well. Yeah, exactly. And so they're throwing him a bone, and but but Lassie isn't really taking the bait. Yeah, he's not taking the bait, and he obviously is very dubious of how this whole situation is working out. Um, and he... Uh, you know, he he also knows everything about Bonaventure, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but they ask him if he knows anything about Walter Snowden or Snowden security. But well, because no. he first says, I'm going to call Bill McGoldrich the head of his security. And they're like, what? Oh, okay, gotcha. I didn't write that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, once again, I, that's one of the things where I write it down because I know that it's important because I've seen the episode before. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's when Sean mentions Walter Snowden, and that's when last he says he doesn't know him. And so right now, already we're thinking, is Snowden a fraud? And yeah, mm-hmm. I guess he is. Yeah. So, and the thing that seals yeah. it is that Sean sees a video of Ashton on TV, and his hair is clearly uh, different than it is in the video he saw. It's clearly longer, so it couldn't have been recently. Okay, I really didn't catch that. I was trying to they look. They outlined it. They, they, I, 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 they that's a line. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like yeah, I wouldn't have noticed that on my own. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not Rain Man. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, so uh, the police yeah. they all head over to the think tank. The in quotes, in heavy air quotes, because uh, now it looks like it's been abandoned. The the little side panel, like the access panel, like with the handprint, is a complete mm-hmm. fake. Mm-hmm. They get in there and everything is fucking gone, minus the bull skittles that we don't get to see, unfortunately. Yeah, because I love skittles. Yeah. I love and so, so much. Yeah, it looks like it's, it was all a front. And mm-hmm. the video was fake. And apparently Snowden might have been someone that tried to kill him in the past. So maybe he just needed to get a whole team together mm-hmm. to, to, you know, ascertain mm-hmm. some sort of way to, uh, to, to carry this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Sean's saying that all of his ideas stank. Gus has stunk. Uh, and then stink it did. You know, stunk semantics. Stunk Yeah. Yeah. It's, I believe it's stunk. Um, and yeah. Uh, Lassie's kind of gloating, um, and, you know, Sean's like, okay, we need to let him know in four days. And, of course, the biggest trick of all is that four days, not four days, Bonaventure's flight just got in four hours ago. Right. So, uh, yeah, they uh, he's already at his hotel, so that's exactly where they go. And they somehow get a face-to-face with him, I'm assuming mm-hmm. because the police are there, too. 
And that's when Sean tells him that he's in grave danger. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the police try to tell him that he needs to cancel his talk and go home. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for them or for no, it's not going to happen because he there are other companies that want to launch exactly what he's going to launch. So he needs to be mm-hmm. the first one to, to break that ground. And so, you know, he's he's at first dubious and he still is dubious, but he's going to give Sean an honest shot on his security detail by trying their by having a trial launch on yeah. him getting to his car. Yes. So as they go to the car, basically, they see all of the things the other people suggested. The first thing is they go to the car. There is his cell phone starts ringing. Think about the phone bomb. They throw their phones on the ground. There's a woman in a laundry outfit that they uh, harass. And then a woman with a baby that they harass. And then a guy spraying a plant with that's just water. It's, it's all dumb. And he's wrong. And so as they're outside right near the car, uh, Ashton's like, we can all agree that was a horrible mistake. The only thing to come out of this exercise is lawsuits. And as he's about to walk mm-hmm. in the car... Uh, Sean tackles him because he sees a hand with a biscuit coming underneath. It turns out they took Sean's idea after all. He's been vindicated. Correct. So, you know, Vic calls them all in and uh, the other members, uh, they bring in all the other members of the think tank and they get a physical description of Snowden and they ask Bonaventure if he knows uh, this person and he says that he recognizes him from a previous lawsuit some sort of wrongful death lawsuit in one of their factories yes sean establishes that it was probably his wife and that they settled the case Mm -hmm. and so um you know they're gonna get everyone involved and get a security detail and uh bonaventure says he wants sean in charge because he's the only one who protected him and i think that a little uh dispute comes about that they realize that boyd miguel ferris character got nine point five thousand dollars a day which of course all the checks are gonna bounce but we know that Ferrer says, uh, all you've told us is the plot to Die Hard 3. And that's not difficult to, you know. Now, trivia question. I assume you probably know that Die Hards 2 through 4 were all originally written just as other action movie spec scripts that were rewritten to be Die Hards. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know the second one. I knew Die Hard with a Vengeance, and I don't remember what the fourth one was. It's Live so. for Your Die Hard. But do you know what the original title of the version of Die Hard with a Vengeance was? It makes a lot of sense when you think about the plot. Of Die Hard with a Vengeance? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like... Oh, Simon Says. Simon Says, yep. Did I get that right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so anyway... Uh, Did you think I was going to get that? I thought you would... I, I feel like it was a thing you had heard before. It's the type of thing that, you know... It's not that... It's not like the deepest of my bag of dumb movie trivia, so I figured you could have gotten it. Um, okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It, you know, it was like when you uh, asked me about Lito Shepard that one time. Um... I believe you paid me five dollars for that. <laughs> uh, what was the question about again? It was something about it was Lido Shuffle. Who's like, and you said what person, what uh, full player Chris Berman used to sing that song about, and I said Lido Shepherd because Lido okay, Shuffle, Lido Shepherd sounds similar. Um, yeah, I didn't even know that he did that. It's just it's who else would it be? Um, Do you know that song? What? I'm not gonna give you money. Oh, Boss Skaggs, right? Song? Yeah, that's how it came yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came yeah. up because you're talking Skaggs. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Mr. Spencer's running point. Oh, so he shows off the air horn, too. It's a little pit put in that. Um, and so they reassemble the think tank, and uh, Sean does a little spiel. This is probably the stuff I like the least in Psych, where Sean just does a dumb bit where he just doesn't take things seriously, but, like, not even for comedic effect. Just This, like, goes on for, like, a minute and a half, and it's I don't find it almost any bit funny. Correct, yeah. Um, so they, they just, yeah, he goes through his whole thing. Yeah. They bounce a few ideas around, um, and Boyd tells them that there's a waste of like cop manpower along the back wall 
so they mm-hmm. should just be in the front. And so Sean exits the office and tells the police that he has an idea. They have a plan. Yeah. yeah. So we go to the hotel now. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean's walking with Lassiter and Jules. And Lassie's wondering whether, you know, whether Bonaventure has mentioned him or has remembered yeah. him, Senpai, whatever. Yeah, but he, he basically says that he doesn't want him near him because he thinks he's weird. And he apparently called him Lazenby, um, which, you know. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so Lassie's jealous, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they get to the the door uh where bonaventure is and they go inside and Mm -hmm. it's when sean tells or he goes inside and sean tells him that he thinks that there's a mole within his own team and Mm -hmm. that's why they need to throw off his schedule a little bit he can't go on at 7 20 p.m and instead Mm -hmm. of that sean will go first to the podium and stall while the police and his own team uh work to decipher who the possible other person on the would be yeah so he ends up uh, going on stage, Sean, and just also, once again, this is like cringe and I'm not, well, most of this isn't funny, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, raise your hand if you vacuum topless to Carly Simon. My name is Sean and the opening act, Jack, um, you know, he quotes Wall Street, greed is, for lack of a better word, is good. What is synergy? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Common is down about stock splits. We're just going to keep splitting stocks. If the stock don't split, you must acquit. Um, you know. Just bullshit, honestly. Um, yeah. Uh, and so um, Sean notices that he's starting to sweat a little bit, and he notices that other people are sweating. So what does that clue him in on? Yeah, it clues on like the air vents, the AC. So he looks at it. It's not moving. Uh, luckily for him, this happens to be a place, even though it's like a nicer hotel, uh, that has like those little tape things at the end of it to tell you if mm-hmm. there's water, or not water, air flowing. Um, so it's not going. So Sean like motions to his little wrist uh, microphone that they need to look at the air vents. So mm-hmm. he buys more time for the police mm-hmm. to go through all the air vents and try to find out, you know, if someone's in there mm-hmm. or if Snowden's in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he does it. Like he starts talking about his pillow comb, all that shit. And, you know, back to the future stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the police eventually find Snowden in the vent with the sniper rifle. Yeah. And so you know, he mentions like over the microphone and like at the podium that they got him. So that inspires Bonaventure to come out and do his speech and basically cut Sean off. So yeah, Bonnie Boom Boom gets out there. Yes. So then they, he goes and made up with Snowden being detained and um, they notice that he's wearing an earpiece. And so like, Oh, you got our frequencies, but then wait, if he got his frequencies, why was he a sitting duck in the air vent? Right. He would have known that they were going to get him. So clearly he must be talking to someone else. Oh no, he has a partner. Correct. And also I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that Sean talks about pegging people. Right, he does, yes. Yeah. That was not, I don't even like, yeah, that was not as big of a thing. At least, obviously it was still as big of a thing. But I feel like it was not a thing that was talked about as openly back then. Um, Yeah, uh, probably not. So yeah, he clearly has an accomplice. And right now we kind of already know that it's probably um Boyd, Boyd because why right. would you cast Mikhail Ferrer to be just a third guy in a thick tank um, correct yeah and so they're all looking around for him because he's supposed to be upstairs Sean is taking Bonnie to his car um they go to the car and they say go 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 on the driver window and who sh- who is driving the limo none other than Boyd and it mm-hmm. turns out of course that he is the sister of um of snowden's he's the brother wife. sorry the brother yes right yeah he's the brother of snowden's wife 
Um, he's obviously still upset. They established that his sister's life was worth $1.2 million. And mm-hmm. what an ironic twist of fate that they are going to, they spent that money to plot his own murder. So in essence, he, you know, financed his own murder. So that's interesting. And so Sean uses his tactics of stalling yet again. Um, and eventually uses their horn and mm-hmm. it distracts him enough to get uh, Bonnie out of the limo and them out of there. And the police show up. It also served as like a beacon. Police show up and uh, yeah, they bust Boyd. Yep. Yep. So and uh, yeah. And so they end up, uh, we, they end up, you know, he tries to put, pitch him his idea again, but it doesn't end up happening. Then we cut to the end bit where uh, Henry is in uh, Karen's office. And what do they want to discuss? Uh, yeah, so Vic, uh, you know, she asks how much input he has in this in these cases, and she's kind of, like, trying to... At this point, I was thinking, like, she's trying to vet to see if, like, Sean's actually psychic, which mm-hmm. I think she is doing. Uh, a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But she also mentions, like, that this whole thing was kind of a disaster, which is kind of weird because, like, there's been way worse stuff that's happened, but okay. Yes. Um, and so she offers him a job because he's, you know, she deduces that he might be a little bit uh, he's like stirring away at home and yeah and he clearly retired young like obviously you know police retired a little bit early but it's not like he's a geezer you know yeah yeah he still got the the, the energy the mojo um mm-hmm. the hairline might be gone but he's still he's still in it hey a lot and hairlines so- go at different times for different people like if cody zeller had to retire when he lost his hairline he would retire to 27 a caruso uh oh, yeah yeah that's brutal uh so Basically, she offers him a job, and it would be where he'd be in charge of, like, all the consultants, including Mm -hmm. Sean. Mm -hmm. And um, we all know how that would work out. Mm -hmm. But luckily for us, for now, Mm -hmm. uh, Henry decides he's just going to stay retired. He's not interested. Mm -hmm. So he leaves. Then we cut to the end bit where Sean's on the phone with the credit card company trying to cancel a charge for a zebra stripe jacket that he bought before the check bounced. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Sean then decides he needs to get into corporate consulting. Um, and the other phone line rings. I do like the way that Sean says, we have two lines and it's on for the Bulgarian consulate. And clearly Sean is like pretending to be Spanish in some way. He says, amo es Seanito Rodriguez. Um, and then some other bad Spanish. Uh, and the episode ends. Uh, what do you give it out of 10? A six. I fucking didn't really like it. Yeah, I would give it a 6.5 because it's an episode of Psych. But it's just like, it feels just like such a return. Like, it, it it kind of feels like it didn't learn any lessons about what made other episodes in the season good. Like, it doesn't really have a take on anything. It's not Nothing like, progresses. No. And it's like, nothing progresses. There's no... It, it, the problem, too, also with it, with like... Structurally, well, like, yes it's fine to sometimes try to experiment with the form because the first like act after the credits is all a misdirect. And like the first, the actual first crime doesn't happen until the end of act two. Then like, there's really only a little bit of the episode that's actually investigating. You know what I mean? Like they don't realize that the think tank's fake until like 15 minutes in. And so that only leaves, you know, 20 minutes of actual episode to, and, and Yeah. And also, like I said, they spend the, a lot of it with the bullshit with Sean leading the team, which is just like, I don't know, like, I think that Sean not taking things seriously is obviously an important part of the show, but I think some episodes don't have their hand on the dial of, like, Sean doesn't take things seriously because he is uncomfortable with serious situations. Like, that is clearly his whole deal. And sometimes 
it's played like Sean doesn't take things seriously because he's a child. And like, I don't actually think that's what it is. Clearly, he is capable of taking things seriously. He's a very smart guy. And this episode feels like he's just unable to, even for two seconds. Like, the thing I like is when this they is like one of those. Movie. This is like one of those psych episodes where like Monk, his like, when they had those like prolonged uh, yeah. like skits. Yeah, where like the thing that makes Sean Spencer interesting is that he'll be being silly, but he'll snap into moments of brilliance. Whereas this, there's like all of the think tank stuff. Obviously, the thing about coming underground ends up becoming true. But there's like a full twenty minutes of this episode where he doesn't say anything smart, and it's like, well, what the fuck am I watching? This is just he's like fucking Mr. Bean, just happens to be involved with a crime, you know? Like he's not actually doing anything active. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Andre, where can people find you on Twitter after I say all that shit? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J. Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe, share this with the biggest psych fan in your life. And more important than that, tune in next time in the, in the new year, in 2024, as we talk about the head, the tail, the whole damn episode. Mm-hmm.